GameCast, episode 458. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gass, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? And Tony Corkinakis. I have the gratitude. Welcome, guys. Corey will be joining us shortly. Work calls. Uh, and uh, he's on one. So, Call of Duty? Yeah. So he'll be joining us shortly. But until then, let's kick off this podcast with what we've been up to. Uh, Tony, you've played nothing, right? No, it's been a nothing. dead, dead just, week for you. Yeah, I just, you know, I just <laughs> stared at my wall because I was yeah. like, you know, what? I could be doing something. But so, anyway, yeah, man, you've uh, you finished Fire Emblem. I couldn't Fire stop. Emblem. I yeah. literally could not stop playing Fire Emblem until I beat it. Like every moment that I wasn't working or doing like specifically adult, I need to do this stuff. I was like, yep, time to play Fire Emblem. I um, um <laughs> I started it uh, the first night I got out and. To Pennsylvania, and I restarted it because I did the beginning part of the choice uh, when I was. And you little, regretted it. <laughs> I was in, I was intoxicated when I did it, so I <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, this was why did I do this? So I restarted. Why, the... <laughs> why did I do this? Why did I do? This? So I uh, yeah I I restarted and that's wait wait what what did you who did you drunk pick? Mm. What yep. house did you drunk um, pick? The um. The, the the girl um black eagles black eagles okay. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, i chose yeah. that first and then i'm like <laughs> and i'm like then i i'm like no. of course you woke up next to the girl it's like oh what did i do <laughs> and i'm like no wait i don't why did i pick this house and i'm like i'm gonna so <laughs> funny to me too yeah so i because in the yeah I, I don't know why i did it but uh i went back and i restarted and i and i and i'm in i'm in the the blue lions and um and uh yeah it's i that's my house i chose but uh i'm I, two hours in so this game is I can see, like, you're going Game of the Year vibes right off the bat, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where I'm just trying to think of anything else that's coming out that um, could potentially top it. So, like, uh, Borderlands 3, if the multiplayer is strong enough, where, like, that experience is just completely overwhelming, like, you know, Overwatch or something like that, World of Warcraft, that kind of thing, that could realistically take it. Or um maybe if death stranding is just like return to form for kojima like just but, but I'm, I'm skeptical of that like i mean yeah. i still don't know how the fuck that game is supposed to play we don't know nobody but knows this just absolutely sucked me in and it's one of those things where uh, as soon as i beat the game literally as soon as i beat the game i watched the credits and i was just like okay new game plus like new game plus i just like dove into that and i rarely ever do that for a game so it was like Yep, back on my bullshit. Just like, yep, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of nice because, not to spoil, this, I'm just talking mechanics, but like there is implementation in the New Game Plus where like, you, if you want to, the, the subsequent runs are kind of like victory laps almost because like you can inherit certain things from your previous playthrough. And it's just like, okay, well, like all my students are just like roided out to like it's like they just like one shot mods it's like all right well this is gonna this second run is gonna go so much faster because it's like yeah you're like a level and level like capable dude right now so this is like uh, yeah I don't know. that's cool but, yeah uh, yeah the story just so good um and the, and the way it was just really rewarding um there's some parts hopefully actually if you and cory beat it i'd like to do a spoiler cast on because it's one of those things where something that happens like halfway through the game i was just like oh shit i really need to talk to people about this I've heard um, there's a I've heard there's a nice little switcheroo not a switcheroo but a uh, I don't really know I heard there's a, like a a, a, a twist a plot twist spoiled. yeah plot twist yeah there is yeah spoiled. Uh, something happens you're just like no I mean it's not that's, is that a spoiler again back to the, I don't think that's yeah, a spoiler it's kind I'm sorry of a little I have to expect yeah. I expect it, a plot twist it's a micro spoiler yeah. um, and then the end I was just like oh shit like 
I was just kind of like thinking, I was like, okay, like I have all these feelings right now and I don't know what to do with them. And I had to rely on like internet strangers to like talk about it. And like, not to like dismiss any of my internet friends or anything like that, but like it's, it's different when it's just like typing like anything like, oh yeah, LOL, that was really cool, blah, 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 <laughs> or, like whatever. It's like, I need to like verbally talk to someone yeah. about this game. Yeah. So I, I'm I working, I'm going to get to work on this. Uh, uh, it, it's, the, I mean, the thing is, is like, I played Ultimate Alliance as well on this trip because I was like, I can't <laughs> forget this game. I don't want to forget this game because I'm enjoying it. Uh, but the problem you have, and the more I play that game, the more I realize how incomplete that game is. Like, it's just, it's not finished. It wasn't cooked I, I mean, long enough. I've played a lot more of it, but uh, I'll let you guys no, talk about it. Well, oh, no, hold on. Well, so real quick, on. last thing I'll say. Uh, immediately, I bought the Fire Emblem Season Pass after I beat the game. Okay. I was like, yep, whatever you guys give me, I don't fucking care. Like, I just want it. So I just, I just like, I bought it right away. Like, I mean, the game is fantastic. It's so much more, um, I just, it's polished. It's tight. Like, it, the, the combat, I love the combat. It's, it's exactly what I loved about all the Fire Emblem games I've played. Uh, mm. And, um... And then it's got really good graphics. Cutscenes are dramatic. There's voice oh, acting yeah. throughout it. Uh, it. It it just seems like it's everything I wanted. It's exactly yeah. what I was hoping for, and I was hoping they wouldn't screw it up. And yeah. they they've delivered. They delivered. Yeah. What I would say for that is like kind of like how maybe not to the same degree, but like how Breath of the Wild took the Zelda f- like formula or the mainstays and just kind of shook it up and took it to that next level. Where it's like. <laughs> Hey, we're doing like you know crafting. We're doing open world. Like I love that farms. Like hey, we're taking that base strategy RPG element and we're adding all the Japanese RPG stuff, like stuff you like, like the the school life, the you know fishing, like all that kind of stuff. And it's like it make it takes that product and like just elevates it to that next level. And it's like you know on paper it sounds silly, but like playing this game, I'm like I have to recruit you. Like I have to like get mm-hmm. on my team. Like, get on my team, motherfucker. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 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 so far so good for me. Um, so, so, so that's yeah, what I'm alliance. curious about. As someone who doesn't know, as someone who doesn't know the Fire Emblem series, though, like I've heard like people rave about it, this type of game, and I don't really understand what makes like a game in this genre so much better than other ones. Well, it's uh, I mean, it's the it's the um it's the it's I don't want to. Well, I guess I'll it's the combat. It's not combat. It's the it's the for me it's the relationships of the characters it's like the, yeah. the personalities so it's more it's, like character story based that takes it to the next level yeah or? it's the it's, well it's the customization of what you can do with those characters yeah. eventually so um, so mike the, the easiest way i can explain it is like older fire emblem games for the most part it's like strategy rpg game which is it's kind of like a just a glorified more complicated 2d chess that's what it is you have units enemy has units and you got to like usually wipe wipe the other units out the twist in Fire Emblem is, by default, unless you change it now with the newer games, you can change it. If a unit dies in battle, they're dead. Like, you never get them back. Like, they sort of die on the battlefield. They even have, like, a, a death-like sequence where it's like, ugh, like, I regret not being able to, you know, whatever. Like, you, yeah, and it's just like, oh, shit. And, like, you know, some people, like, are okay with that. And then other people are like me. Like, I'm like, nope, reset this fucking match. So be, you could be, like, an hour deep into a fucking map. And some bullshit asshole just like fucking crits your dude and kills him. You're like, it, it could be rage inducing. So that's one element. But the other element I would say is this game in particular does well is like adds to the RPG element of it. So beforehand, the, the RPG stuff is really light where it's like, hey, between battles, your characters can like talk to each other if they've been bonding on the battlefield, aka like fighting near each other. And there still is that in this sequence in this game, but like there's other stuff to do. Like, your character will go out in like the school area, which 
is new for this one. And it's like, you talk to students, you can invite them for like, <laughs> it sounds silly. You can invite them for tea, you can invite them to dinner, like all this stuff. And then you build, you like help them build their relationships with each other. Um, so it just kicks it to that next level. And I would say like, not to the depths of like, say mass effect, but it's towards that. And it just like, this is one of those things that's kind of like been missing and now that it's here, like I just want them to keep going with that kind of stuff. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah. Anyways, Mike, Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance. So, I didn't want to lose so, I didn't lose track of this uh, myself. So I started well, again, so I like I said, like I'm not that's not my genre, so I've been sticking with Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, yeah and I get it. Uh, and I'm I'm playing it a lot because I guess I was real hungry for a new game before this. Because again, like <laughs> there is a lot of frustrating aspects to it. And I'm to the like super end game part of this. So as you may know, when you beat the game once, the story, you get to play again on uh, superior difficulty. Now I was hoping that that would be just an up difficulty, but where everyone goes back to like lower levels, so you could level up your older characters and just might be the characters you had neglected. I mean, like <laughs> those level sixes that you got that you never played with. I was hoping it would be that just a little harder, but no, it's it just it starts as if it's just another level. So every like the early level people are like level 50 something in the beginning of your second playthrough so i so i use basically my first team and my second team pretty much i do have a second team at least and i went through that and uh and that unlocked another difficulty level for this which i didn't know existed the ultimate and a whole other rift section for uh your so it's like oh you can play through again it's even harder higher level and there's all these new rift things you got to unlock to like Ooh. do even more challenges <laughs> yeah so i'm like uh <laughs> i was hoping for like a character or something i think i may have heard somewhere that that happened but it might have been bullshit <laughs> because i don't i didn't see that confirmed anywhere else well isn't it the big man himself um that's the end that's a actual rift challenge uh, oh, okay. it's really hard i haven't done it yet even though i am almost 10 levels higher than that uh but it's real hard because you fight the entire uh black order and then him <laughs> um so i so then i decided to start the third playthrough and it's a huge difficulty spike i died on ronin what yeah wow <laughs> and i'm like this is i was surprised because previously i only died like once in the actual story i die a lot and fail a lot in the rifts but only once in the story I died, but I died on Ronin, and I'm like, oh my god, so that, and now I'm also understanding the ISO 8, the end game level stuff, and it's super tedious, you have to, it's in order to use it, like, to its fullest extent when you get a lot, first of all, it caps at a thousand, which I was near having at this point, and you have to constantly upgrade them all to make them, like, you don't want to, at this point, I don't want to use anything that isn't the double A, like, giant chunk things mm -hmm. so you got to break things down and upgrade you got to choose which one you want to actually keep and just combine them and you got to just keep doing that over and over until you get your handful of like big ones you want to use for everyone and it's it's really a broken system it should not be this complicated to get like if if you actually go through with that you can make like huge differences in like certain things but in order to get there it takes it's a lot of just repetitive that's what i heard yeah not optimized menu navigation and it's like i said a lot of it uh, like there's good. nothing there's nothing bad like it's not it's a good game it's, it's a good, it's a solid game let me say it's a solid game it's just it's like everything is like could you just make this like cook it a little longer you know what yeah, I mean? like, yeah. I, and i just kind of wish that like 
if I do again, I love the Infinity Rifts and the ability to play certain sections back with certain modifiers. But playing the story again and again now for a third time, it does make me sort of worry a little bit about what their DLC story stuff is. If they expect to get this much mileage on replaying the same thing over and over, but we'll see. I, I'm still looking forward to it. Hope I'm trying to stay in it enough to get at least Cyclops and Colossus in a few weeks and still be like in the game. But uh, yeah. We shall see. I hope it's a, a little bit more expansive with the, uh, the story part of the first one, DLC. Yeah, we'll see. See, um, for me, it, it's one of the things where, like, I think Fine is going to carry me through until Cyclops and Colossus are released, and I think I just might pick up the game again at that point and just finish the rest of the game well, with those two guys, within my X-Men squad, because, like, I'm just so yeah. excited for that right now. So I really hope we'll that I really hope that with that update, they fix the palette swap colors and they just... <laughs> Like they, I really they, like to they do that. They just need to add like new new ones. Like, yeah, real costumes. Yeah, like yeah, like real yeah, alternate I mean, costumes. That that would be big. I think for maybe the the DLC stuff, like the the paid season pass or whatever, we might see true like you know actual costume changes. But they're not at least. I mean, I really don't see it happening where they would just release like, hey, here's new, yeah. um, like total total cosmetic overhaul of costumes are in i could be wrong i could be wrong i mean they they actually have done some decent content for like the previous warriors games and stuff like that so i could be wrong but it's just like um for one (laughs) i I hope this isn't a a spoil i'm not going to spoil anything specific but what from what i had heard was that in typical moral fashion at the end of the game and the credits there's something that kind of like teases or sets up you know a future sequel of sorts or something like that um, so I, I really expect us to get an Ultimate Alliance 4, and that's where I'm hoping they can, you know, just build upon it. Because like you said, like, you know, I think we said this like three weeks in a row now. It's like, it's a good game, and it could be great. And that's yes. the thing that's like, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I can't think of an act comparison, but th- that's what it is. It's like, you just know, you love it, but it's like, you could be doing better. It could be better. Yeah, Corey, anything new you've played? Uh, Fire Emblem. I, I listened a little bit to what you guys were saying because I just had to take a quick work call there. But um, just wanted to, you know, talk about my experience a little bit. But as far as app comparisons go, it's like for for me, it's not. But I, I think it might be like peanut butter is good and chocolate's good. But when yeah. you put them together, yeah. it's like magical, right? Yeah. So it's like that's what you got with it, the it's, ultimate line. It's more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You need to just just get that element where it's, it all comes together and it's just like a Reese's Pieces or something. Yeah. But in any case, um, uh, Fire Emblem, I I think I agree with you guys as far as um, you know what makes Fire Emblem popular right now and why it's you know kind of been uh, on the rise. Uh, I'm about ten hours in, I think now. What's so another five? I don't even know what the chapter is. I think it's still chapter one because I, I kind of like when the guy goes go to part one and blah blah blah. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, it's weird. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I I'm at um maybe like the second major mission for the kids or whatever. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. But um, in any case, because I, I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, yeah, yeah. I did want to mention because you had said. You know, when you play this game, you can lose a character, and like the first battle, they don't let you lose a character. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Right, because it's a mock so battle. Was, yeah. Right, I, I was like, whatever. I just throw these guys at them. Boom, whatever, fine. And then 
Second battle I played, I was like doing the same thing, like whatever, throwing everybody at each other, and then some dude dies. I'm like, whatever, it's got to be shit anyway. So um, I don't care. And then I start playing, and like I'm playing a game, and like I probably because like I did one part where I just did like six battles in a row just to level up um, uh-huh. one weekend or whatever. I'm like, I feel like I'm like short-handed. Like what the <laughs> heck is going on? <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> This guy died. I don't have him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, sure. <laughs> you're, you would make such a bad teacher, Corey. <laughs> like, are we missing it? Battlefield with your students. You're like, are we missing somebody? Is, there, is everybody here? <laughs> like, what's the heck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's like, it's like weeks later, you're like, you're like drinking. It's like. I think we're missing yeah, somebody. Exactly. So, oh, shit, um, he died? Uh, Where'd Harry go? But the problem is, <laughs> Wait, he died? He just shows up yeah. in the freaking monastery. Yeah. Oh, yeah? He's yeah. not dead dead. He just won't oh. fight anymore. Yeah, well, so, like, the newer games switched it to, like, they're they're not dead. It's just they're critically wounded so they can no longer fight on the battlefield or something like that. And that's like, you know, some, some watered-down new school shit. Some four-kid stuff right there. Yeah, back yeah. in the day, yeah. we didn't feel that shit. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that guy. I, I don't really care about this guy. He's kind of, like I said, he's a little douchey, so, you know, yeah. screw him. Dude, back but, in um, the day, the older games, like, straight up, like, you, you like they'd be like, oh, I miss my husband or I miss my wife or something like that. And you're just like, <sighs> feel guilty. Like, yeah. But, yeah the, credits, no, the credits would roll no. and it would go to that character and be just deceased. It would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Died like, in this battle. person died yeah. in battle. He died in battle. Like you're getting all these stories about where everybody went in their future and what happened to their lives, and then you get to that character died in died. battle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this guy had nothing. Yeah. I mean, he, he first it was the it was literally the first <laughs> battle that you could die in. What was the guy's name? Do you know? Uh, what he looks the like? guy with the flower like, got the weird cut. He's oh, in the, the golden cut. deer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Flower, I didn't right? talk about yeah. Um, um, so yeah. like I was like whatever that guy I don't give a shit about him and <laughs> but now but yeah as I was going on I was like wait a second I really need to level up now because like I feel like like there's way more guys on the other side than they're on my side I'm missing something <laughs> dude that's a leg and then you know it's funny you mention it because one of the things I will say and it's quality of life and I, I guess purists like fire emblem purists would probably look down on this but the that divine pulse feature is so useful like it's so so like michael i was saying earlier like back in the day like because the thing there's so much rng and like some maps like it's just like they have like fog of war so like you could literally just walk on three dudes and then like it's like oh well that character's gonna die next turn so it's like restart this map like you know soft reset um and there would be battles uh where it's just like you Again, like 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes, and then you're at the end, and then some asshole gets a lucky crit, and you're like, well, reset, like, time to replay this. So this game introduces a feature where you can do, like, divine bullshit. Like, you can actually, like, rewind time. Like, you're using, like, the time suit, eventually. Yeah, that that feature mm. that they introduced right at the beginning of the game with that green chick. Yeah, like, you can use, like, the time stone, and you can, like... part of the lore. Yeah, you can actually go back like several mm-hmm. turns or to the very beginning of the, the battle and be like, okay, well that didn't work out. Let me try a new strategy. So like it's quality life for me because like instead of starting like an hour long battle from the very beginning, just because of one bullshit, like you can like just go back like five minutes. Uh, because the last I did not battle, know that. You didn't know that? I haven't. No, I didn't know that. Oh, you could have saved him. <laughs> like the game teaches you, dude. Does it? 
Yeah, the game literally, like, there's a tutorial. <laughs> like, I missed that, then. She yeah. literally goes, hey, use this power, and you can dictate, like, Oh, yeah, in the battle. beginning, when, when, you, when you, like, save the chick, and then you get yeah, killed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't realize you could do it in the battle. I was like, because like, I thought oh. that, because, like, afterwards, you get to choose, do you want to turn on classic mode or whatever, the new feature. And I thought classic mode means turn oh. that off. Oh, no, 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 no. So, no, I, so I just, I was like, whatever. And so yeah, it's... no, dude, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just press ZL. DL, okay. dude. Yep, and then, dude. yeah, it, like, last shatters, and you could just, you see, like, literally, like, most recent things, and you can just go back. Because, like, the last map took me, Interesting. like, probably two hours, I'd say. And, like, that was after, like, 30 no, minutes. No, some of these battles can, like, take a while. So yeah. it's, like, you, you do need to, like, you don't want to have to start from the beginning. It's like, oh, well, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, they do have that retreat feature, though, which allows you to keep your progress and go back to the beginning of the, of the battle. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I've never done that. Interesting. Hmm. So. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's get into the podcast. We have a topic tonight. Uh, what is the topic? Oh, streamers. <laughs> Video game streamers, uh, which is going to coincide That's with Mike some... Influencers. Influencers. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's kick this news off with uh, Smash Ultimate. It's the Evo Evo, which I think it gets a lot of flack at Evo usually, doesn't it? Like people give shit on it. They like, they uh, like people, shit on Smash. I mean, fighting yeah. game elitists like to because yeah. they're like, they still, like, it's gone down tremendously since like yeah. Melee days, but like people are still like, oh, it's not a fighting game. It's like, well, it's the number one game at now Evo, so. Breaks mm -hmm. Evo's yeah. peak viewership record. Yeah, this thing uh, set some massive records at the Evo. Yeah, it was the. I think it was the most number one entered tournament ever. Yeah. Them too. So it's like it's breaking records all across the board. Um, and it, sorry, I, that's partially what I went up to. So like uh, I, I was watching Evo um, while playing Fire Emblem. And there were some awesome matches. Like I know you guys probably don't follow the scene that well. But like much. Um, it's interesting because, I mean, mostly I only watch the North American circuit because obviously it's the easiest to watch and follow yeah. and, and stuff like that. But because Evo is like pretty much drawing all the best talent in the world, um, there were these Japanese players that were just upsetting like like rankings left and right. So like for example, like tier lists, and for the most part, I don't really follow by tier lists. I like characters and mechanics and stuff like that. But when you get to like the top tier, uber competitive, like it, it you know it can make differences and stuff like that. So like in the North North American circuit, it's like usually like. Um, uh, like right now, Joker's top tier. Um, previously, Bayonetta in the last game was, Cloud was in the last game, stuff like that. And the Japanese players came out in force with like people like Wario or Duck Hunt Dog. Like I think you might have tuned in for that one match. So the guy who um, is pretty much um, commonly referred to as the number one player in the world, his name is MK Leo. He got knocked out on day one by this Japanese player with Mega Man, who is like commonly like mid tier at best got sent to loser's bracket and then i'm spoiling this because i don't think anybody on the podcast yeah, here so, so <laughs> mk leo fights his way through the loser's bracket and just dominates all the way gets back into the winner's bracket right so the uh number two smash player commonly accepted is a uh, uh, tweaks or something like that and the streamers uh, the commentators are even saying like oh like they like tweaks has never been able to beat him before uh, but that was with with the last smash. Could this, you know, could ultimate change up, you know, this thing and stuff like that. And the way Evo works is uh, if you're in the winning bracket, you just have to win uh, two out of three matches or three out of five. I'm sorry, something like that. Three out of five matches. Uh, so tweaks goes win win, and everybody's freaking out. They're like, holy shit! And he was like playing Pokemon Trainer, another like 
low t- like low to mid tier character. And people are like, he could do it. He could take it all. He just needs to win this third match, and it's over. And he was up two lives in a three stock battle, and the crowd is just going nuts. And then he just flubbed it. He oh. just flubbed it. And lost that third match, and they're like, okay, well, he has two more, you know, two more chances. And then I just think it mentally broke him because then he proceeded to lose the next two. So because MK Leo was in the losers bracket, what happens is they they perform a, a reset because you're coming from losers. Right. And it's like, okay, well now we play another set best three out of five. And then MK Leo won three in a row. So oh. tweaks went two and zero oh and up two lives in third match and then reverse swept the whole way through. And it was kind of soul crushing because it's like you could just tell that every match the dude was getting more and more defeated like mentally you could see like in his face he was just like i i had the best opportunity and i just fucked it up and it's just like oh man like can't dwell on that shit man i know nope. i know i feel nope. just, like can't live in the past but so, it was just it was yeah. an incredible thing to watch and i heard um that's awesome that's a great story too yeah yeah definitely so let's cool. Like, all right uh, we've got news that, uh, let's see, Halo Infinite, uh, Xbox One version, will not be, like, second class, apparently. I'm guessing we're getting one version of this game, which will be able to just display different levels of graphics based on the yeah, console. Yeah, and just like, you know, I think I even said it before, like, they're building it for the Xbox One. Yeah. And it's just going to have enhanced features on... Yeah, it'll be, you know, 4K whatever. straight, 60 frames yeah. or whatever on the Scarlet. Um, and, you know, Xbox One X will be 4K 30, or you know, 1080p 60 frames. Uh, so that's, we're going to get one disc though, I believe. I believe it. I think going forward, we're going to have one, they're not going to be like Xbox One version of this and Scarlet version of this. It'll just be the Xbox disc and you play it in both consoles. So that's my theory. Yeah, I think it'll be like, yeah. Well, I think for, I, I agree with you that it'll be one disc, but I think in just for retail and just because consumers are stupid, I think they're going to have to switch over to new packaging for, you know, whatever Scarlet's going to be called, Xbox 2 or... If you buy the Scarlet version, you could put it in your Xbox One if you want. Right, yeah. right, exactly. It's just the packaging. Something... It's like right. the, fucking, the fucking PUBG, like, box. Like, it does not a disc, really. There's it's no just disc, a download. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> it's yeah. just a, you're not yep. buying shit. You're just buying a package so that you can think you can go out in the retail store and buy yep. something to yep. do it digitally. Yeah, and uh, in other news, we got Gamescom coming up. I saw this actually posted before. Fifteen more than fifteen game publishers are going to premiere new content at Gamescom. Uh, Elder Ring announcements there. I know that uh, Kojima is going to be there. I know we're going to see some. What is Elder Ring is going to be there. Yeah. So, Elden Ring. Yep. Elden Ring, uh, and we're going to get more of whatever the hell Kojima is giving us. We don't Death know. Stranding. Death Stranding. Whatever. Apparently, Sega is announcing a new triple A title, so that'll be interesting. That's cool. I kinda... Hmm. I kind of wonder what it's going to be. Yeah, we've got 2K there, it's Activision. Sonic. These are world premiere content. 2K, Activision. The 2K. movie, the game. Yeah. yeah. Sonic, the movie, the game. That would be hilarious to me. I wish they would do Mike, that. Mike, I, I don't see any Rocksteady on here still. No, that's never going to happen. Apparently not. Epic Games? <laughs> Google Stadium. I, I, I've yet. honestly been talking down, like, YouTubers that are trying to, like, promote that shit on YouTube. I'm just like, it's not happening. Just wait. Like, yeah. No, there's yeah. no actual news. Like they've actually sometimes plainly said it's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. Stop trying to hype this. It's not happening. Yet. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, look, Gamescom looks good. It's August nineteenth. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of premiere. I'm gonna. I, that's gonna be an awesome uh, news week. But for, for I will stuff. say, I certainly did look for Rocksteady's name there. Yeah, I did too. I <laughs> just that's what I just did. I just looked at that list. And I'm like, wait, no Rocksteady. Yeah, th- we're not gonna hear anything until next year. Uh, like, if I honestly just think it's gonna be new system, like yeah. next generation. Yeah. Like, it's there's no point at this. Well, no. the other the other theory is, of course, that Montreal has a real next Batman one, but that they're they're taking forever too. So yeah, yeah, they are. 
All right. Uh, this gets us into our topic, this next thing of news. Oh, I just uh, want to say Destiny's DLC got delayed until October, which actually is a really good thing. Yes. That turns out. Because I'm playing Borderlands. <laughs> yes. And, you still uh, won't be done with Borderlands have... at that point. That, you, can't, you can't lock no, 300 no, plus No, I will hours. never be done. Yeah. But uh, I'll never be done. Ever. So... All right, uh, let's see. We've got the news. The final bit of news we have ties into our topic. Ninja has announced that he signed with uh, Mixer, which is Microsoft's company, and leaving Twitch. Uh, and so that was a big announcement, I guess, over the weekend. And uh, he already, like, broke records for subscribers, more than he had before on Twitch. His max, I think, was like 260 or 250, uh, 250,000, sorry. Uh, and now it's up to 500,000 on the first, uh, first weekend of streaming he for had- him. He had, a, he had a million. He had a million already? Oh, my God. I missed that part. Plus, too. Microsoft's giving everybody the first month free subscriptions to his oh, so, shit. Yeah. Nice. So, man, he must have gotten paid, like, massively. I'm just no, wondering. It was it reported was 50, 50, million. 50, 50 million. 50 million. 50 million? Uh, mm-hmm. woo, $50 million. I mean... Like, um, you got to look at his product. I mean, you're giving up your product. He is the product. He yes, is the product. but he's he's taking a big chance by going with Mixer, leaving his platform. No, I think that and, that was a uh, huge risk yeah. for for him, like because you don't know, you really have no idea. Hold on, but at the same on. time, like if someone's gonna give you a truckload fifty million dollars, that's not no, a risk, dude. Like, I'm, no, I'm not talking about the money. He's making. Oh, okay. like, wasn't he making like a million dollars in revenue a month? Something like that. Oh, yeah. Over a million dollars. It's over a million dollars. But, like, what I mean is... Is it going to last 50 more months? That's what I'm saying. Like, set the money aside. Like, going from a platform that is, like, well-known as Twitch to a platform like Mixer. Like, that... It's, like... It's hard to put a metaphor on it. But I'm just saying that that's that's really unheard of. It's kind of... It's almost to a keen of, like, a big basketball player moving to, like... Fucking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kevin Durant going yeah. to the Nets. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you're, like, you're not, but like, it's a risk. At the same time, though, if someone's going to give you $50 million, you do it because there's $50 million. I, I agree. Like, if you're just looking at it in a vacuum, yes, it's a risk. Is it like, you know, people couldn't have followed him over to the platform and whatnot. But like, to me, that's not really a, like, a real life risk. Like, if no. somebody is like, hey, come work at like this, whatever, just some. Well, I mean, it's like you and do I, it for the money, or are you doing it because it's gonna be a, a good thing for your career? Like, right, I'm, exactly. If it's if it's like, oh, I got to take a chance, and there's like no safety net, like yeah, that's a risk. But it's like, hey, here's a fifty million dollar sign up right. bonus, which is uh, like four that's years. That's like four like, years that's, income for him. So, right, yeah, that's not yeah. a real risk. Like in four, four years, years income, Jesus right. Christ. And like the thing is, like even if like he, he he failed, then it's like, well, shit. Like just enjoy life. You you have fucking more money than you, you should ever reasonably right. no, need. No, absolutely. Like, Fucking do stuff. So let's let's get into the, the streamers then, though. But go on, go on, go on. Wait, what were you uh, going to say? Finish your topic. Say is I... like, in a way, and I think I like said this to somebody on Twitter. Like, for me, it's a win-win situation because either uh, now Twitch, you know, kind of like again with like uh, Netflix or or Steam and Epic Game Store competition. So now either tw- uh, Twitch, you know, needs to get their shit in gear because they, they still have some questionable policies in place and whatnot. Um, they either have to compete. Or, in the other scenario, Ninja goes over to Mixer and absolutely flubs it, and I never have to hear about Ninja again. For me, it's an absolute win either way. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah so. But I'm wondering, though, like, what was that process like for Microsoft and for, like, Ninja? Like, do you go up to the guy and say, like, listen, we're going to sign a check. You just put a number in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. uh, you come over and work for us. Yeah, it like, was like, like that, you know, it's like one of those 
I'm $50 sure million dollars for a personality. That's I, You know, here's the thing. I, I honestly feel... Because it's a risk for Microsoft. I mean... Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, but... think that this guy is going to really, like, succeed for your platform, too? Like, that's like there's risks on both sides. Yeah, well, but, sure. It's But, you know, here's the thing. And uh, my suspicions here, and I have no proof or, or facts or data, but my gut feeling says that it must have been some, like, obviously behind scenes, like, at some event... Kind of like how what happened with Notch, where somebody was like, "How much would it cost to like mm, sell Minecraft?" Minecraft yeah. And he's like, "I don't know, two billion or three, whatever it was." And two like billion, within yeah. like a year or two, like Microsoft's like, "Yep, we're buying it," and this is like for four billion or whatever it was. You know, it's just like okay. And I, I guarantee something probably somewhere happened where it's just like, "So Ninja, what would it take you to like stream on um, Mixer instead?" I don't know, like fifty million or so. And like some MS exec heard it was just like. <laughs> Hold on, let's do the math on this one. Like, what's the what's the ROI? Because like the thing is, there this is an investment for Microsoft. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Like just like they're securing developer house and stuff. Like now they're they're securing influencers. Because like the thing is like if you if you think about it, um, they have a million subscribers, right? Right now for Ninja, um, and it's given away for free. I get it, right? If they get a, a million subscribers every month, and and it could go up, could go down, obviously. Let's just say a million a uh, million subscribers times it by. What five dollars, right? Is I think a subscription. I, I don't know if, mm-hmm. how it is. Something like that. I don't know what we'll it is. Yeah, five, so, yeah. So five million dollars, and they probably get half of that, and the other half goes to to Ninja, right? Something like that is what I imagine. We'll yeah. just say that. So they're making two point five million next month. If it if it doesn't increase or decrease, it just stays the same. Yeah. So they'll make that back in in two years' time, if not more. And then the thing is, it secures the the health of that platform for Mixer. Because I personally, and, that, and that's just subscribers alone. You're not talking about advertising. No, you're not. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just other, talking about pure yeah. subscription revenue. Right. So the thing is, this helps them secure the life of their platform because honestly, like Mixer, it's just a questionable. It's a giant question mark. It's like, hey, we're doing this, but is it succeeding? Whereas right. now it's like, well, I mean, if you're going to try to compete, you obviously go for the number one. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> it's like, let's get the number one guy. Now that the like, I would not be surprised to see other streamers now jumping on that. Like, can you imagine if, like, they... Well, I mean, they, Mixer's got... Like, I mean, Mixer. Ninja's got friends that he probably streamed with a bunch. Oh, and yeah, he's like, absolutely. He's going to talk to them. I'm sure. I'm sure. And now... W situation for you. Oh, yeah, and you're going to see... I guarantee you, watch. You're going to see this, like, bullshit with, like, uh, Instagram, like, celebrities and YouTube celebrities now. It's like, hey, you know, come over, come over and stream on... I mean, you need to get that union now, boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that brings us into our topic of streamers and their influence in in gaming. Uh, You know, uh, so basically, uh, we have these access, and there's there's some really bad people, like I think, on like YouTube that were around and uh, that. YouTubers are trash. I'll yeah, just say that. it's just YouTubers like absolute fucking trash. They just draw, this draws so much attention, uh, and you know, I mean, it, it has become a profession as we just talked about for like the last, you know, about Ninja, this big transaction he just mm-hmm. did. Uh, people are doing this, like, and are, are a lot of people making money off of this? Not really, but uh, the people that are making money are making a shit ton of money, um, right? I mean, that's that's what well, it looks they like. used to be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now they have to get. And Twitch, Twitch is really it. But like the yeah. introduction of this, like it, its influence in in like sales of games, uh, its influence on size of games, I think also kind of matters too. Because there's when you make a game now, are they they're planning? Yeah, can, can I they said stream this. this. I yeah. said this years ago. I, I, I said know, this years I ago. I don't, I don't know if anybody agreed with me, but I remember being so adamant about it. Like that's what we're gonna start seeing. Like like 
video games are going to have sh- like shit built in to appeal to that streaming audience. I'm like, look, lo and behold, like that's what you're getting at. This is the world. And I'm not saying it's all good because like obviously there's a lot of parts where I'm like, hmm, maybe this was a mistake. Maybe the internet was a mistake. Maybe gamers were a mistake. Yeah, I mean, is this something that um, is going to be? Is this beneficial to us? Like that, that's really my first question. If you like games like Fortnite, yes. If you don't, no. No, I wouldn't say that because like there are games that like I think were were helped. Uh, to some level access by streamers you know I will, I will say actually everything in the fighting game genre is helped by it too oh yeah absolutely because yeah, like, like some of those magic a, moments it's kind of um for me I, I i see it as like the evolution of like podcasts and stuff like that because mm. like you get to know people you get like know them you know, air, air quotes here you get to know these people and you start to like either like the personalities and kind of start feeling like you're part of this community with mm-hmm. yeah. this, this people and like you you get to interact with them directly you know before it was just like a, a magazine that you didn't really care about who the editors were really you just looked at numbers and read articles and then yeah. you send a letter in maybe they send something back now you're getting this direct communication you know that's how like and for me like, like i said podcasts were like that gateway for that and now you're getting with the video yeah, um, and with the streaming now it's all real time and you're getting these communities communities with uh that uh, like these fan bases and so these publishers are seeing that and they're like hey this guy is really enjoying this game let's push that a little bit more because all his fans trust this guy to say like hey this is a pretty good game and maybe yeah. you know half his fans are going to go out and buy it and he's got like mm-hmm. a million subscribers yeah. that's five hundred thousand uh, yeah. purchases right there and you know the thing is like for me it was a useful tool because like you know as we've come so far along um there are more games being released every year than there have been the year before. You know, it, it, you cannot possibly play it, all yeah. the new games. It, it's it's impossible. Yeah. But by watching streamers and people like you enjoy and people that try certain genres out, like fighting games, RPGs, strategy games, whatever, um, you can see like, oh, they're trying this game out and I can watch it. And then, you know, up until recently, I used to never really question that. It'd be like, oh, they're giving me honest, real-time impressions. Like, oh, I like this, or I don't like that. That's weird. Like, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because, like, you're discovering this new thing with somebody, like, live. But it's gotten so successful to the point where, like, you know, a lot of streamers, the, the big ones especially, will be up front and honest. Like, hey, this is a, a sponsored stream to for me to play this game. Yep. So, yeah. And it's like, okay, like, you know, obviously I take that with a grain of salt. But there is a question mark in my mind where it's like, for those mid-streamers, where it's like, hey, are you really being honest with your impressions right now? Or are you just doing forced reaction? Because to me, that's what I hate the most. And it's people like right. PewDiePie where it's just like, yeah, that's that's. The I don't believe example. a word that guy says anymore. Like I don't like. I watch his video. Like I haven't seen a video of his in a while. He but doesn't it's like, really do games too much anymore. Yeah, well, obviously he's fucking like all right white supremacy. He's, he's lost bullshit. all his sponsorships. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing. Yeah, he's doing fine. I mean, I personally hope, you know, worse things happen to him, but... <laughs> I don't really agree with you on that. I think he just says things, but for a rise out of people, but that's another story. You don't story. think he's actually a racist? No. Uh, okay, like, I mean, he's said racist things uh, multiple times. He I mean, paid people to if... have a sign that says death I, I know. It like, was... how is that not yeah, and racist? Even if he's not racist, like, like that's you still don't do that. Like, that's just fucked up. <laughs> Especially if you're not racist. Yeah. 
which I, it's. I'm not going to talk to you guys about this. Just you don't know the context. It's all right. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What context is that acceptable in? Like, let's. Because he didn't. I'm interested think, in this he didn't conversation. think they would actually do it. He thought it was would be funny. He thought what was the oh, worst oh, okay. thing they could do? It was do? the whole. But oh, it was just a joke, guys. It obviously was a joke from the beginning. It was on Fiverr, and he wanted to see what idiots would do stupid things on Fiverr, and if they would actually go through with it. And then once they did it, he was like, "Oh no." You saw the whole thing there. Uh, I yeah, but that's the same. Like, I don't agree. I don't agree with people who like do that kind of stuff. Like, and that's fine. Like, if he wants to do that, like that, like it's not gonna affect me in any way because I I don't have any action with him. But I wouldn't want to deal with someone who, even if they weren't or if they were saying they're not, and then they do things that would put him in a position to make it look like that. That's still like pretty shitty. Yeah, like, like don't put yourself in that position, man. Yeah, like, you're not. You should not be in that position. And it, it, it's not a joke. What's the joke about it? I don't see the joke. It's like joking about rape. And like, yeah, it's, it's not, not. It's not it's a not joke. Funny. So okay. I, that's why I don't like the. I, and there was the other guy who did the the, su, the suicide Ryan. force. Yeah, the suicide uh, whatever. Force. Yeah, Ryan Logan or Ryan Logan. Ryan, God, that guy's a piece of shit too. Yeah. Oh, Paul. I don't know. Right. He's same shit. two first names. He's yeah. a fucking two first names. He's shit. I mean, so. the influencer thing is you know is not going away. That's no, for sure. Like, it's not. If gonna, anything, it's just going to be more pronounced. I mean, right. it, it's it's taking over more of the the and problem is they're taking getting over more like more not control but more influence. <laughs> like, they're getting more um, uh, power to say um, in the in the industry, I know. and it's not well, just it's like, video games too. Like. For yeah, movies and board games they, and yeah, entertainment in general. But can you imagine like being <laughs> like a professional? Like you know, you work for GamePro or IGN or whatever, and like you make maybe you know at best like a decent wage reviewing games, doing like journalistic articles, you know, exposing like whatever. And then here comes some like fucking like mid twenties douchebag that likes to scream at the top of his lungs and make overreactions to everything. It's like. We're gonna pay this dude fifty million dollars to stream for this exclusive. It's like, wow. Okay, so like our entire organization. Yeah, what I'm doing shit, is shit. Like, yeah, that's that's yeah, what you're saying to me. That's yeah, that's the thing I was like, just gonna bring up. I'm like, you get you get um you get like, great react. I mean, you get great topics and stuff from from some of these new news outlets, and you get some good information. But like review wise things, I mean. They've not even. They've really shifted their focus from doing a lot of reviews yeah. nowadays. No, even people... review. Even a lot of the online outlets, the reviews are in video format. And like oh, the yeah, thing is, like, honestly, if, you, if if IGN really wanted to like get more views and stuff like that, they would hire these influencers to be like, hey, we want you to do a sponsored review. Yeah, maybe they do. Video games. Maybe they like do. And I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure there's a couple that do, but like, it should just, like fuck your your video editorial guy. Like he's not gonna bring in shit. He looks like a fucking hipster asshole that you can meet off the street in San Francisco, New York City. Like, you get, like, this person... Someone who actually went to college. What a piece of shit. <laughs> For them, it doesn't matter. Because the right. no, I know, but that's... Again, that's, I, I that's feel the like the, the influencers are bringing down the older guard to their level by, like, being clickbaity and shitty. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I feel like... Uh, I don't really watch any of the Twitch streamers i don't watch any of that i don't um so i i tend to not watch really any live i don't watch twitch really i watch more of the edited youtube videos later on and i really only watch stuff now that are people who are into specific genres like there's there'll be a guy who plays a bunch of fighting games and just talks about him or someone who gets deep into rocket league and talks about stuff like that like that's what i'm more into like the that's where I think the advantage of these people, and th these aren't the biggest people, obviously. The biggest people are the ones who are doing the like the hot 
funny nonsense over and over again. Or like, Fortnite. Or, yeah. Oh, Fortnite. Yeah. Um, over and over again. But for me, what I think is valuable is when they can do a deeper dive in a certain genre than like, you know, more traditional mainstream stuff mm-hmm. can't yeah. do that. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I like is like, so like the people I primarily watch on Twitch, because I, I do actually, um, is like people who are like really into like uh, a certain genre or game. Like uh, I'll watch specific League of Legends streamers because it's like, oh, like they're trying out that new patch and I just haven't been able to play it. Or like they're trying the, the, the new champion changes or something like that. And it's like, I can see what they do and like I know how well that, you know, good they are. And I'll be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And, right. and you can watch someone who's at a high level playing right. a game yeah. that they're that's extremely good at. Right, exactly. Um, so in that, in that that's one way I interact with uh, Twitch. Another one is um, it's like Magic the Gathering. Because like sometimes I just don't feel like playing the game or whatever, but like I like to watch the game being played. And it's just like right now okay. it's just a great thing. I can thing see that one. I can see that one, yeah. Um, another thing. Or you know, the third one I, I love and I always talk about uh, is the, the speedrunner. Like watching somebody who's so good at a game, to the point where like they are like destroying records and stuff like that. It, it's really satisfying. I don't know why. It's just you, you're kind of just rooted for them. Like you're like, come on, man. Like you can do it. Like beat that boss. Get that perfect RNG. And it's just like when you see those records being broken like real time. I don't know. It's kind of like Corey. Like you're saying like you feel part of the community. Like the one guy I watched, mm-hmm. he beat like the. Final Fantasy VII, like, 100% speed run. I think it took him, like, 24 hours, and that was the world best at the time. But I was there live when it happened. Like, I just happened to wake up. Right. I was like, why is he streaming right now? I clicked on it, and it's like he was on... Like, they, you can usually tell. It's like, we're on pace for world record, like, guys and yeah. girls. And it's like, oh, shit, it's happening. And, like, you just see, like, donations pouring in because people are just like... You know, that's how they cheer on, like, donations, subscriptions, like, all that kind of stuff. Bits and all that stuff. And it's just like... It's really powerful. You're like, oh shit, this is gonna happen, and there are times where like it doesn't happen. You're like, oh no, and that's low key. It's like like what is it, Schadenfreude, or it's like oh no, like oh no, it's like so horrible. But at the same time, like I'm, I get some enjoyment out of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's weird. Yeah, I think uh, for me, like uh, if I if I'm interested in, in a game, it's tough for me to like go to Twitch and watch it because I don't want to get. It's weird because I don't want to get spoiled. But, I, you know, so, like, oh, I, yeah. I'm more of a traditional person for reading those kind of reviews and impressions. See, yeah, I mostly, like, if I'm watching something, it's for a game I have already. And I just want to see that. And I remember doing really that. You know, going back to Overwatch, <laughs> I remember watching a lot of – I watched a lot of that on Twitch, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I was on Twitch for that. So, But I guess so yeah. if you get into a game that deep, that might be something. But, yeah. I mm-hmm. like, I, the thing is, for me, is I don't play a lot of multiplayer games. So that's – for me, Twitch yeah. doesn't really pan out. Yeah. Like one of the one of the other runners, um, or one of the other streamers I watch, um, she plays a lot of like the Dark Souls types of games and stuff like that. Um, so I like because I got into Bloodborne, like that's how I got a, like I found her because she was streaming Bloodborne and she was streaming like the other games. And like the thing is, I don't really have any vested interest in the other games. Like I tried Sekiro and I was like, yeah, Sekiro is really good, but it's not Bloodborne level good. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really like if people. Like, say, Dark Souls isn't as good as Bloodborne. I'm not going to waste my time at that. But I'm so interested in the game, so, like, I would watch her play that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see the challenge, but, like, it's not... I don't see that reward or that payoff. And then... Um, so one of the interesting ways that we interacted was... She's, like, a super small streamer, but I was like, hey, since you like these games, you should try Hollow Knight. And she's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. And, like, a month later, she was playing Hollow Knight. It's like, yeah, like, play Hollow Knight. And, like kind of trolling her in chats like yeah good luck with this boss you know hit enter it's like how many times do you think you're gonna like wipe on this one it's just like you get that like 
knife and you're just like <laughs> twisting all of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've seen like the chats and stuff. I think the chat just flies by a lot of these things. Like, how do they even read that? Just, like, well, so that's the thing is that's where I don't like the big too. chats where yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's like you can't even read well, it. Oh, yeah. You like, have and, like... and, not, and because of that, everyone's just writing out like, show tits or stupid bullshit all the yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why it's like the small to mid streams. It's fine because like, you know, it, it's more about the engagement and the reaction. Yeah. Um, you know, like Overwatch League, when I watch that, it's like chat just like, Auto hide. It's like fuck this. I don't. Yep, not only pay attention to that. I don't even watch on Twitch. Well, I, I think it streams through Twitch, but I just watch yeah. it through the app. The other genre I do kind of like though is some retro playthroughs too. Those yeah. are fun too. Yeah, mm-hmm. retro playthroughs. So you're like, oh shit! Like somebody's playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Like, okay, I'll watch that. You know, like get that nostalgia hit real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, it's kind of interesting. Like one thing uh, is too is like once you start to like people and they they try games that you you know you you liked and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. You're like, oh nice, they're playing this and like. You know, again, it's like, oh, I wonder how they're going to like this story or this character or this gameplay mechanic and stuff like that. It's kind of, like, interesting because it's, like, in a way, it's kind of like an internet friend almost, but it's, like, more of a one-way yeah. street. But <laughs> it's interesting. I think it's here to stay, obviously. And, like, any way that allows people to break the stereotypical, like, hey, here's how you have to make a living. Because, like, in a way, I would say, like, it's a weird hybrid of, like, an artist and an entertainer slash performer. Because, like, you're using somebody else's, like, product – but you're turning yourself into that product in a way. So it's kind of like, right. I don't know. It's you're, you are, I mean, as an influencer, a streamer, whatever, you are the product. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, why do you go watch Jimmy Fallon over Colbert or whatever? It's because right. you want to watch the right. person do the same thing. They're doing, like, they're interviewing people, telling jokes. and But it's like, who do you prefer? And it's like, yeah, it's the same idea here. And as far as, you know, that community thing, I think that's what's really most important for these guys is, like, you know the big ones that, that they don't care anymore like they, they with the million subscribers what the like, they, they, that's not a community anymore that's just like fandom and you know whatever yeah. but yeah. as far as like you were saying like with the, the mid-tier guys like having that community and having that like not like ownership but like being a part of something that's mm-hmm. going on like it makes you feel good like yeah. definitely yeah. you do appreciate like oh like i was with this guy from the beginning and like look at where yeah. he is now and it's kind of funny too when they like do get to know you like that uh, one person i was talking about like yeah. i hadn't showed up because like work got super busy and i was playing some other game and it's like hey I'm, you know what's up you know and they're like oh i haven't seen you in a while how you been like everything okay and i'm right. like yeah just you know whatever and it's kind of like cool because like they, that's when i could tell like a streamer is actually interested in their community rather than just like in it for like the clicks yeah. or the the fame right. or whatever like that so. yeah and that that's a good thing so yeah, yeah. That's, that's it so all right uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You can uh, write us, podcast at allyoucangeek.net. Follow us on Twitter at allyoucangeek. Like us on Facebook. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it. More topics coming up for you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for viewing. See you next week.